אלוהינו מלך העולם, שהחיינו וקימנו והגיענו לזמן הזה. Once upon a time, in the time of Ahasuerosh, now this was the Ahasuerosh, whose empire extended all the way from India to Ethiopia. In the third year of his reign, in the capital city of Shushan, He threw a huge party for all his ministers and his chief servants just to impress them with his fantastic wealth and greatness. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is the American Israelite newspaper podcast, Let There Be Light podcast. And I am one of your hosts, uh, Netanel Ted Deutsch, and I'm here with my co-host. Julie Babs Bernsenbrook. <laughs> <laughs> Every week that thing keeps getting longer and longer. Well, <laughs> name. Today, is, um, today, <laughs> today is February 24th, but tomorrow is Thursday, February 25th. Right. And Friday is a very big day. It's Friday, <laughs> February 26th. It is my 61st birthday. Well, also, it's Purim. It's so Purim. Purim starts tomorrow night. And I have to tell you this, but, you know, my birthday, my Hebrew birthday is on uh, Friday, too. <laughs> oh, really? My Hebrew birthday, which is the 15th of Adar. I'll have to look up what mine is. Adar. Sorry, yeah. Adar. And I mispronounced Adar last week. I was informed by the boss lady. It wasn't Adar, it's Adar. I said Adar, and you corrected me and said Adar. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, you so. know, we're, it's like the blind leading the blind, yes, to be honest. Yes, it is the blind <laughs> leading the blind. We are just blind little mice running around. Actually, we caught a mice this, mouse this week at our house, which oh, is so sad. Was, yeah. yeah oh. we, had to let him, we had to let him out. Had to, had yeah, well, that was sweet. The stink bugs are coming, too, now. All this, uh, I, It I, warmed I, up, and then all of a sudden, I found some stink bugs trying to get into my house. Where are they coming from? Well, they come from the cracks along your window or when you open your door. I mean, uh, I opened up my windows a little bit right. because it was nice to have a little bit of that fresh air right, once we right. warmed up. It's been so beautiful yesterday, yeah, and today it's, really, it's nice, really yeah. magnificent. It's like 50, 55. almost 60. Yeah. 60 I haven't been out of the office yet, but I'll be out later. But it's like almost 60. Yeah, and I always say by around my birthday in Cincinnati, the weather starts to get better. You know, a lot well, of things been, get better. And I was... I was got a ride when I got my car fixed and I was talking to the guy the way we, we've just got bombarded with snow this year and only in fe- it's just February right but it should um, be over we should be just it's, about it's done starting, maybe a sprinkle think, here I and think, there yeah a sprinkle here and there but I think it's, it's we are on our, we're on our way for everything for COVID today the Johnson Johnson uh, shot was I announced. think was it announced yeah. that they're allowed okay and okay. you know I called you very excited last week to find <laughs> out that I was unblinded so I had been offered the opportunity to take a vaccine right, and right. the deal was with CTI that I was supposed to call them right. if I got offered the vaccine they weren't gonna you know tell me right, I couldn't right. So I did that, and they unblinded me, and I got the vaccine okay. on November 4th. 
And I was shocked. I was really, so really shocked. So did you have two shots or one shot? Johnson & Johnson is one shot. Oh, so you had a Johnson & Johnson I shot. I had the Johnson oh, & Johnson oh, single okay. dose shot. Oh, okay. Um, and I remember I told you on day five I felt very tired, but right, I had right. reason to believe I didn't have the shot um, based <laughs> on some other inf- information. But as it turns out... Um, they could not test for the other for the vaccine at that point yet. They could test okay. if you had COVID, but they could not test if you had antibodies from okay. a vaccine. Okay. Okay. And now they do have that ability from the vaccine. But okay. um, I've been assured that I, I kept saying, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? They said 100%. And uh, they told me, two people did tell me I could take another vaccine, but I would get, number one, very, very sick. I oh. would have more variants in my body, which would be good, but I'd get very, very sick. So you would have taken a different taken vaccine a di- yeah. on, 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 on Saturday. Saturday. Okay. But so I, we had a real moral dilemma because you called me on Friday and said you got the vaccine, and then do I, did I want your vaccine? Right. And so I went, well, I can't, I have no way to get there. Right, because it was and a then Saturday. I found out. I asked the rabbi and said, "Well, you could walk to get the vaccine, but I would have had to walk from my house to Jewish Hospital. It would have been like five five miles to walk and five miles. That was that would have been a long a walk. long walk, and it was snowy and cold then. Yeah. Still, it was yeah. still snowy yeah. and cold. Yeah. But the opportunity will come up now, John. I, I think you're right. I think that these these because I've tried different places to get a vaccine. You know, you call at this certain time, and you call this person, you call that person. And it's just, you just, I keep striking out. Right. So sooner or later, I'm going to get a vaccine within the next couple of weeks. And I'm proud to say that my parents are actually getting it in Chicago on my birthday as well. Okay, good. So That's I'm very good. excited to hear yeah. that. So we have a really nice uh, right, epi- right. issue this week. It is the Purim issue. Yes. Um, and and that, so we, we need to also say, before we do anything, that the Purim pages are just <laughs> shtick. They're just made-up pages. Because, I, you know, every year I have to, like, apologize right. for Purim <laughs> because people read it and they, like, start calling up and asking what is, the, you know, what's this, what's that? And I'm like, well, this is just Purim. And they, people, some people really get offended. I mean, they get really offended. I'm like, just calm down, will you? You know, I mean, it's just Purim stuff. Right. Um, so there yeah, well, are, I'm yeah. glad to know that it's just porn stuff because you make fun of me in there. <laughs> yes, we do. You make fun of me. You talk about how there's another article about the Brooke family in in the newspaper. And the funny thing is, in this <laughs> issue, there is another article about the Brooke family. <laughs> yes, and that will be the end for a while. Well, until we have uh, another baby. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, so they're very, they actually, I read through the uh, porn <laughs> pages. They're very, very funny. And so, you know, it's, it's like I say this every year to the staff. I mean, we start on this like a month before. And then mom died, and I couldn't, you know, I just was not in the mood. I was sitting shiva. Appropriately. You appropriately and, felt and, that and, way. And it was just so blah. You know, I just, I'm still feeling pretty blah right now. I mean, um, it's it's very difficult. So, but some of the stuff is actually kind of funny. It's very funny. I think um, the, the phone, the COVID <laughs> shot, the fact that we, you, you learned, talk, told people how they could open the plastic bags during COVID at the grocery store. <laughs> I, it was very, very clever. Yeah, very clever. Yeah. I came up with a lot of that stuff. Um, and then everybody kind of fills in the blanks. But I also liked uh, Carol uh, Carol wrote that we're going to, you know, wh- wh- what are we going to, you know, like in a couple months from now, nobody's going to be wearing masks because everybody will have the vaccine. So what are we going to do with all these masks? Friendship bracelets was suggested in your Purim pages. Well, I said, why don't we have like a community-wide quilting bee? Yes, that's also <laughs> a good idea. 
I thought that was kind of good. Yeah. And I do love the story about the plastic bags and the photo with the dog. Right. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't use Bella in the photo. Well, do we have a picture of Bella? I could have uh, easily uh, gotten you a picture of Bella. Doing her business? Yes. Oh, I do have one of those. Send that to us. Yeah, We'll put that up on the website. Yeah, I have one of those. And and then we wanted to announce that the American Israelite has developed a brand new COVID-18 vaccine. (laughs) And its cost is $99 without the tracking device. (laughs) But it's $499. Sorry, it's $99 with the tracking device and $499 without the tracking device. Very close. Because everybody's talking about these tracking devices that when they give you the shot, shot that you're you- getting a tracking device. Like it's some kind of James Bond movie. <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> I remember there was a movie where they were they cut out the tracking device. Remember, I'm like, yeah, was remember that, James- that Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that was in a couple movies. That's yeah. been in a few movies where they had the tracking device yeah. in the person. So anyway, we want to tell everyone to make sure that they read The Israelite this week. It's super, super funny. Um, and there's a lot, also a number of good articles in there, beginning with the first page on APAC and Adith Israel's teen advocacy. And on the from the pages, it's your good friend's, uh, Dr. Kirsch's bar, bar mitzvah anniversary. So well, we, you know, his birthday is, I think, your birthday too. February 26th. That's I think the, you and Gary Kirsch have the same birthday. You know, and we're so much alike. You are. You're both doctor doctors and you know a doctor i'm not a doctor officially i just play one at home so anyway um so yeah we want to shout out to dr gary kirsch because it's his bar mitzvah uh, anniversary anniversary and i think i'm pretty sure he has the same birthday as you we're gonna someone out there will let us know because i'm pretty sure he's the 26th of of february too and then i'm like two weeks he's and then i'm two weeks later it's also Buffalo Bill's birthday on February 26th. Really? Buffalo Bill? Yeah. So then I'm, I am come up in two weeks, which is March 7th. Right. We'll my have mom, and my mom was March 1st. So I was my mom's birthday present. Yo, that's true. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. 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 You're, yeah. you're a I gift. Keep, yeah, I was. Uh, that's what everybody keeps telling me. <laughs> <laughs> so today we wanted to read the Megillah because we, Purim is coming up. Right. And uh, if, if it's possible that people will not be able to get out to go hear the Megillah, and so you can Zoom it, or, you know, it's possible people will not be able to go or not be able to Zoom, so we definitely want to take this opportunity to read the Megillah to people. And, and, and let's it's talk a, little a little bit long. It's, it, it does take a little bit of time. And let's talk a little bit about the Megillah, the story yes. of Esther. Give some background yes, information for yes. those who are not as educated as we are. We're right? not that educated, <laughs> really. Uh, you know, especially. Well, I did some research through Google, my favorite source. Um, and now we also want to keep in mind that there are different ways that different parts of Judaism believe. Right now, Curl, the conservative curling, right, movement right, believes you right. can use electronics. The right. Very orthodox, do not believe in using electronics. Well, not on Shabbos. Right. Um, so we just want to keep that in mind so right. uh, we understand and no one calls and tells us, oh, this way does it, this way, that way. So everyone knows that we are aware of everything and we're just working through this. So one of the things is that you are required to hear the Megillah twice during yes, the forum. Yes, yes. In Orthodox, you listen to it um, on uh, well, the night. Thursday night. And then the and next then time again during in the, the day. Morning, in the morning. Yeah, in the morning, usually. So and I'll go uh, Thursday night and then again uh, Friday morning. So. And the children are encouraged to listen yeah. to the Megillah. Well, and also what I was th- telling, saying to you before is, you know, when the whole, like up until, well, even last year, I guess we did have, no, we didn't because everything hit, Mar- everything shut down in March, right. uh, even February, almost February. So you know when you're sitting in the in the congregation, whether you know I'd be at Gal- Golf Manor, I'd be at Adith Israel CZE, 
and the place is just packed. And there's kids everywhere, and the people are there, and everybody's screaming and yelling in Heyman's name, and they're making noises, and it's just, this year is totally, totally different. Right. Totally different. And there's also rules about when you listen. You're supposed to listen to Heyman, the name, and then do the grogger so that you don't miss any words any spoken words. in the Megillah. Yeah, yeah. The person reading is supposed to be standing. The person yes, who's reading yes, the Megillah yes, the is supposed to be read, standing. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, well, if one cannot fulfill their obligation, it can be heard in other ways. True, true. And also, one of the things about Purim is shalok manos, which is giving gifts to the to your friends or to the poor, or giving uh, sadaka. You know, sadaka right, is good, too. You can do sadaka. And actually, Ed, right before I left, I opened up the front door, and I saw that we had gotten a beautiful mishloch uh, manot bag from Yav Rockwern, which oh, was lovely. Oh, Very beautiful. Fantastic. They always send some. And it's always fun with the theme. One year it was a movie theme. It's They always have right. cute themes with it. I so think it, I might, maybe I'll be getting one because I'm a, um, what is it? the uh, Legacy? No, um, CYJL, which is uh, Create Your Jewish Legacy. That's right, it, the right. legacy. Okay, okay, okay. That's what we are doing. I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, when I die, there'll be money left to Yavna and, and Rockwern. Um, because I firmly believe them, they're doing a great job, and I also There's, believe in Cincinnati Hebrew Day School too, right. and uh, you know Marison JCC and Federation, all that kind of stuff. Well, as we have mentioned before, and actually I was talked to Rockwell this morning about something totally different, but. Um, right. You know, you have mentioned a number of times what a good job Rockwell has been doing with COVID and their students. Yeah. So as I understand it, they've had very few days where they've had to shut down okay. classrooms or isolate. So they've, they've, they've done it right. They have the kids in pods. Um, when we get back to Miss, Mrs. Moss's interview that I did right, that was right. supposed to be in last week that is going to be in in the future, right, she does right. talk about how well also that the kids are in pods and things are very well regulated and the kids are all in masks. So they've done a wonderful job. We want to congratulate them. Well, they're, now they're in person. They're in person. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so they've had very few things that they've had to shut down. So let's go and talk about, you know, what are some of the rumors about the about the Megillah Esther okay. um, and okay. some of the stories that we... Well, you had said, you go ahead, you'd brought this. I, I Now, according to tradition, uh, Esther... Mother and father died, and uh, were died, and then the mother died at birth. Right. And Mordecai, the father died at conception, and the mother died at birth. And and Mordecai is the uncle. Is the uncle. He adopts Esther. Now, there's also a rumor floating around that you want to talk about. The one of the rumors floating around that we'll never be able to verify is that Esther. He actually takes Esther as his wife at some point in their life. That to me would be. I don't know, weird, because also it's the same DNA. Well, there's no DNA back then. Okay, I know. I'm just, what I, my point is, like, if it's the brother, if it's the father's brother, right? then that would be lever, no, that wouldn't be lever, that's where you, levitate marriage is where you, if your brother dies, you're you married can marry to marry his wife. You can marry the wife, right, right. right. Now, if it's the, now, if Mordecai is the sis, the, the wife's, brother right then that would not it's still the same dna it's still yeah it's still the same dna so anyway those are one of the things okay so some of the things that some of the that's, rap- that, i don't know so you'd get that, that's a little it's a little odd it's just odd well you know as kids we were always taught too that that vashni was kicked out because she wouldn't dance but and the, she was supposed to dance in the nude i think right wasn't it? well we don't okay. get told that in sunday okay. school to okay. your you know that okay. that the whole issue is that she didn't want to dance 
nude. Okay, okay. Um, and then she, well, when she was, well, the king had, you know, feasts and all this kind of stuff, and she would, the queen would come in and dance nude. Right. And then I guess, she, you know, she'd leave. So one of the things I've also <laughs> learned, yeah, one of the things I've also learned, I listened to that to our rabbi, Drew Kaplan. Okay, um, he's okay. had actually three episodes on Purim, and one of the okay. things I learned was that King Ashwaritz actually had a like a room, a wine room for parties, and that each of the participants had their own party. So Vashti had her own wine uh, party going on, uh. and Ashwaritz had a wine party going on. Maybe Esther had a wine party going on. The other thing is, in one of the episodes of one of the podcasts, right. I'm pretty sure it was also right. Rabbi Drew Kaplan's right. podcast, right. we learned that Wine was very special in this country because they were more of a beer-drinking country than a wine-drinking. So wine was a very big deal. It was a very special occasion. Um, So back then, this is this is thousands. Right, there were right several thousands. There are some countries that were known for their wine, some for their beer, and so to get the wine in was a special occasion. Uh, The other thing is that I've learned not only through this but through other podcasts that um, nowhere does it tell you how much wine for Purim is too much wine. There's other times in when I've listened to the Dafyomi where they're talking about. This much wine is too much wine. Like a couple glasses? Yeah, or are they, you talking about like a gallon or so? They have, I, I can't give you the exact right, number, right. but they have, there are limits that the rabbis will say, this is too much okay. wine, um, but never. You can, you can get sick. You can get sick. You can get sick. But they do, you know, the, and they also talk about who, the, when the priests are drunk, when this one's drunk. So there's all sorts of rules. Right, right. Um, so now, you know, and one of the things I'm in, I'm not in Shlo, I'm in Shloshim now after sitting Shiva. I'm not allowed to drink. I'm not allowed to party. I'm not allowed to, you know, I'm supposed to be in mourning. So, you know, I can listen to the Megillah reading, but I'm not supposed to like be drinking and partying and having fun. Right. And the other thing is you called and got some advice on whether or not we should be shaking the Gregors, which are similar to music. So instead, we're just going to pound our hands when we get yeah, to the Heim and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um So another issue is that's never really discussed too often is that Esther has intermarried. She marries King Ashwari. Okay, he is not okay. a Jewish man. He's not a circumcised man. So that becomes an issue. And okay. uh, non-kosher food is served during this. Right. Um, right. Well, so but she did, she, she, you know, in her in her defense, she had to do that, and to, she was to save the to Jewish save people, the Jewish people from, from right. destruction. She had to save the people. So there's kind of like, um, you know, a leeway there given so that, uh, you know, for the survival of the Jewish people, it's kind of a little bit of a leeway there. So, and then back to Vashti. So one of the reasons they say possibly that she did not want to, dance naked because she had previously danced naked was because she had leprosy at this point and oh she my. didn't want anyone to see her leprosy Oy. so there's all these interesting okay. things that I you don't can know, go where, back where, now where did you come up <laughs> where did you find these interesting uh, this one of- um a lot of the information on vashti and esther because of being female was from the women's league for conservative judaism okay um it was they had a whole uh, issue right. on the Megillah Esther, and it was written by Lisa Kogan, the educational director at that point. Okay. All right, so uh, we're going to start reading. Are you we're going to start reading the Megillah. All right, so we're, we're a little slow. On, you know, it's going to be a little slow, so you have to bear with us. Um, so we'll start with the prayers. Okay. Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and has commanded us regarding the reading of the Megillah. Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who has wrought miracles for our forefathers in those days at that season. Amen. 
Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who has kept us alive, sustained us, and brought us to this season. Amen. Amen. All right. Ready? Yep. You want to start or I'll start? You start. Okay. And it came to pass in the days of Ahasuerus, he is the Ahasuerus who reigned from Hodu to Kush, 127 provinces in those days when King Ahasuerus sat on his royal throne, which was in Shushan, the capital. In the third year of his reign, he made a feast for all his officials and his servants. The army of Persia and Media, or Medea, the nobles and officials of the provinces being present when he displayed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the honor of his splendor, splendorous majesty for many days, 180 days. And when these days were fulfilled, the king made a seven-day feast for all the people who were present in Shushan, the capital, great and small alike, in the courtyard of the garden of the king's palace. There were hangings of white, fine cotton, and turquoise wool, held with cords of fine linen and purple wool, upon silver rods and marble pillars. The couches of gold and silver were on a pavement of variegated marble. The drinks were served in golden vessels, vessels of diverse form, and royal wine in abundance, in accordance with the king's wealth. And the, ki- and the drinking was according to the law. There was no coercion, for so the king had established for every officer of his house to do according to each man's pleasure." Queen Vashti has also made a feast for the women in the royal house of King Ashuerets. Ash- yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think it's I pronounce it wrong. <laughs> you did it right. Okay. Well, it doesn't make a difference. We're going to butcher the wrong the words <laughs> yeah. anyway, and the idea is that we're just reading it. <laughs> On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he told Mehuman, Bizeth, Harbona, Bigtha, and Abigatha, Zethar, and Carcass, the seven chamberlains who attended King Ashawaritz, to bring Queen Vashti before the king adorned with the royal crown to show off to the people and the officials her beauty. She was beautiful of appearance. But Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command, conveyed by the hand of the chamberlains. The king, therefore, became very enraged, and his wrath burned in him. And you think it's maybe she refused to become because of she had the leprosy. Leprosy. Maybe that's, you know, maybe that we know, we never know that question, answer that question. Right. All right. Then the king spoke to the wise men, those who knew the times, for such was a king's procedure, to turn to all who knew law and judgment, those closest to him, Karshina, Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Maris, Marcina, and Memukan, the seven officers of Persia and Medea, who had access to the king, who, who sat first in the kingdom. By the law, what should be done to Queen Vashti for not having obeyed the bidding of King Ahasuerus, conveyed by the hand of the chamberlains? Memuchin declared before the king and the officials, not only against the king has Queen Vashti done wrong, but against all the officials and all the people in all the promises, provinces of King Ashuerus. For the king, queen's deed will come to the attention of all women, making their husbands contemptible in their eyes when they will say, King Ashuerus said to bring Queen Vashti before him, but she did not come. And this day the princesses of Persia and Medea who have heard of the queen's deed will speak of it to all the king's officials, and there will be much contempt and rage. 
If it pleases the king, let there go forth a royal edict from him, and let it be written into the laws of Persia's and Media that not be revoked, that Vashti never again appear before King Ashawaris, and let the king confer royal estate upon another who is better than she. Then the king's decree, which he will proclaim, shall be heard throughout all his kingdom, great though it be. And all the wives will show respect to their husbands, great and small alike. This proposal was favorable in the eyes of the king and the officials, and the king did accordingly to the word of Menmuchin. And he sent letters into all the king's provinces, to each province in its own script, and to each people in its own language, and to the effect that every man should rule in his own home and speak the language of his own people. I think that has to do with the lord of the manor. Yeah, I know. I read that in your funny pages, too. (laughs) After these things, when the wrath of King Ahasuerus subsided, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what had been decreed against her. Then the king's attendants said, Let there be sought for the king young maidens of beautiful appearance, and let the king appoint commissioners in all the provinces of his kingdom, that they gather together every young maiden of beautiful appearance to Shushan the capital, to the harem under the charge of Haggai, the, the king's chamberlain, guardian of the women, and let their cosmetics be given them. Then let the girl who pleases the king reign in place of Vashti, The matter pleased the king, and he did so. There was a Jewish man in Shushan, the capital whose name was Mordecai, son of Jair, son of Shemai, son of Kish, a Benjamite, who had been exiled from Jerusalem along with the exiles who had been exiled with Jerconia, king of Judea, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had exiled. And he reared Hadassah, she is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. The maiden was finely featured and beautiful of appearance, and when her father and mother had died, Mordecai adopted her as his daughter. So it came to pass when the king's bidding and decree were announced, and when many young maidens were being brought together to Shushan the capital under the charge of Haggai, that Esther was taken to the king's palace, where the charge of Haggai, guardian of the women, The girl was pleasing in his eyes, and she found favor before him. He hurriedly prepared her cosmetics and her allowance of delicacies to present to her, along with the seven attendants from the king's palace, and he transferred her and her maidens to the best quarters in the harem. Esther had not told of her people or her kindred, for Mordecai had instructed her not to tell. Day after day, Mordecai would walk in front of the courtyard of the harem to learn about Esther's well-being and what could become of her. Now when each maiden's turn arrived to come to King Ahasuerus after having been treated according to the law prescribed for women for 12 months, for so was the prescribed length of their anointing accomplished, six months with oil of myrrh and six months with perfumes and feminine cosmetics. And when the girl came in this manner to the king, she was given whatever she requested to accompany her from the harem to the king's palace. In the evening she would come, and in the morning she would return to the second harem in the charge of Shashgaz, the king's chamberlain, guardian of the concubines. She would never never again come to the king unless the king desired her, and she was summoned by name. Now, when the turn came for Esther, daughter of Abahal, uncle of Mordecai, who had adopted her as his daughter, came to the king, she requested nothing except that which Haggai, the king's chamberlain, guardian of the women, had advised. 
Esther would find favor in the eyes of all who saw her. Esther was taken to King Ashwaritz into his royal palace in the 10th month, which is the month of Tevez in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther more than all the women, and she found more favor and kindness before him than all the other maidens, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen in the place of Vashti. And then the king made a great banquet for all his officers and his servants. And it was Esther's banquet, and he proclaimed an amnesty for the provinces and gifts worthy of the king's hand. (laughs) And when the maidens were gathered together the second time, and Mordecai sat at the king's gate, Esther still told nothing of her kindred or of her people as Mordecai had instructed her, for Esther continued to obey Mordecai just as when she was reared by him. In those days, while Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bigtha and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains of the guardians of the threshold, became enraged and sought to send their hand against King Ahasuerus. The matter became known to Mordecai, who told it to Queen Esther, and Esther informed the king in Mordecai's name. The matter was investigated and found to be true, and they were both hanged on a gallows. It was recorded in the book of Chronicles in the, day, in the king's presence. After these things, King Ashawaris promoted Haman, son of Haman <laughs> the Agate, and elevated him. He set his seat before all the officers who were with him. All the king's servants at the king's gate would bow down and prostrate themselves before Haman. So he had the king commanded concerning him. But Mordecai would not bow and would not prostrate himself. So the king's servants who were at the king's gate said to Mordecai, Why do you disobey the king's command? Now it happened when they said this to him day after day, and he did not heed them. They told Haman to see whether Mordecai's words would prevail. For he had told them that he was a Jew. When Haman himself saw that Mordecai did not bow down and prostrate himself before him, Haman was filled with wrath. However, it seemed contemptible to him to send his hand against Mordecai alone, for they had told him of the people of Mordecai. So Haman sought to destroy all the Jews who were throughout the entire kingdom of Ashuerites and the people of Mordecai. In the first month, which is the month of Nisan, in the twelfth year of the king of Ashuerites, that is, the lot, was cast in the presence of Haman. From day to day and from month to month to the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar. So now, just a little side note. Um, this is now in the twelfth year, and we remember we started a couple uh, paragraphs ago. Was the seventh year of his reign? So this has gone for five years. Okay. All right. Good explanation. Okay. Yeah. Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, "There is a certain people scattered abroad." and dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your realm. Their laws are different from every other people's, and they do not observe the king's laws. Therefore, it is not befitting the king to tolerate them. If it pleases the king, let it be recorded that they be destroyed, and I will pay 10,000 silver talents into the hands of those who perform the duties for the deposit in the king's treasuries. So the king removed his signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman, son of Hamaditha, the Agadite, enemy of the Jews. Then the king said to Haman, The silver is given to you, the people also, to do with you, to do with as you see fit. The king's scribes were summoned on the twelfth day of the first month. Thirteenth. Oh, thirteenth day of the first month. 
and everything was written exactly as Haman had dictated to the king's satraps, to the governors who were once every province, and to the officials of every people, to each province in its own script, and to each people in its own language. It was written in the name of King Ahasuerus, and it was sealed with the king's signet ring. Letters were sent by courier to all the provinces of the king to destroy, to slay, and to exterminate all the Jews, from young to old, children and women, in one day, on the 13th of the 12th month, which is the month of Adar, and to plunder their possessions. Copies of the document were to be promulgated in every province and to be published to all peoples, for them to be prepared for that day. The couriers went forth hurriedly by order of the king, and the edict was distributed in Shushan, the capital, and the king and Haman sat down to drink by the city of Shushan was bewildered. Mordecai learned of all that had been done, and Mordecai tore his clothes and donned sackcloth and ashes. He went out into the midst of the city and cried a loud and bitter cry. He came until the, he came until the front of the king's gate, for it was forbidden to enter the king's gate in a garment of sackcloth. And in every province, any place the king's command and his decree extended, there was great mourning among the Jews, and fasting, and weeping, and lament. Sackcloth and ashes were spread out for the masses. And Esther's maidens came, as well as her chamberlains, and told her about it, and the queen was greatly distressed. She sent garments to clothe Mordecai, and to remove his sackcloth from upon him, but he would not accept them. Then Esther summoned Hathach, one of the king's chamberlains whom he had stationed before her, and ordered him to go to Mordecai to learn what what this was about and why. So Hathach went out to Mordecai to the city square, which was in front of the king's gate. And Mordecai told him of all that had happened to him and all about the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay to the royal treasuries for the annihilation of the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the text of the decree that was distributed in Shushan for their destruction, so that he might show it to Esther and inform her and bid her to go to the king to implore of him and to plead with him for her people. Hatak came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Then Esther told Hatak and ordered him to return to Mordecai, saying, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court who is not summoned, his law is one, to be put to death, except for the one to whom the king shall extend the gold scepter, so that they may live. Now I, I have not been summoned to the king for these past 30 days. They related Esther's words to Mordecai. Then Mordecai said to reply to Esther, Do not imagine in your soul that you will be able to escape in the king's palace any more than the rest of the Jews. For if you persist in keeping silent at a time like this, relief and deliverance will come to the Jews from another place, while you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether it was just for such a time as this that you attained the royal position. Then Esther said to reply to Mordecai, Go assemble all the Jews that are to be found in Shushan and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. And I, with my maids, will also fast. Thus I will come to the king, though it is unlawful, and if I perish, I perish. Mordecai then left and did exactly as Esther had commanded him. Now it came to pass on the third day, Esther donned royalty and stood in the inner courtyard of the king's palace, 
facing the king's palace, while the king was sitting on his royal throne in the royal palace facing the entrance of the palace. When the king noticed Queen Esther standing in the courtyard, she found favor in his eyes. The king extended to Esther the gold scepter that was in his hand, and Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter. The king said to her, What is it for you, O Queen Esther, and what is your petition? Even it be until half the kingdom, it shall be granted to you. Esther said, If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to the banquet that I have prepared for him. Then the king commanded, Hasten Haman to to fulfill Esther's word. So the king and Haman came to the banquet that Esther had prepared. The king said to Esther during the wine feast, What is your request? It shall be granted you, and what is your petition? Even it be until half the kingdom, it shall be fulfilled. So Esther responded and said, My request and my petition, if I have found favor in the king's eye, and if it pleases the king to grant my request and to fulfill my petition, let the king and Haman come to the banquet that I shall prepare for them, and tomorrow I shall fulfill the king's word. That day Haman went out joyful and exuberant. When Haman noticed Mordecai in the king's gate and that he did not stand up and did not stir before him, Haman was filled with wrath at Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home. He sent and summoned his friends and his wife, Zeresh. Haman recounted to them the glory of his wealth and of his many sons and all the ways in which the king had promoted him and elevated him above the officials and royal servants. Haman said, Moreover, Queen Esther brought no one but myself to accompany the king to the banquet that she has prepared, and tomorrow, too, I am invited by her with the king. Yet all this is worth nothing to me so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. So his wife, Zeresh, as well as all his friends said to him, Let them make a gallows, fifty cubits high, and in the morning speak to the king and have them hang Mordecai on it. And then according to the king, to the banquet in good spirits. Oh, then accompany the king to the banquet in good spirits. This suggestion pleased Haman. And he had the gallows made. That night the king's sleep was disturbed. So he commanded to bring the book of records, the chronicles, and that they be read before the king. And it was found written there that Mordecai had denounced Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains of the guardians of the threshold who had sought to send their hand against King Ahasuerus, The king said, What honor or majesty has been done for Mordecai for this? The king's attendants, his minstrels, said, Nothing has been done for him. The king said, Who is in the courtyard? Now Haman was just coming into the outer courtyard of the royal palace to speak to the king about hanging Mordecai on the gals that he had prepared for him. So the king's attendants said to him, Behold, Haman stands in the courtyard. And the king said, Let him enter. Haman entered, and the king said to him, What should be done for the man whom the king desires to honor? Now Haman (laughs) said in his heart, Whom would the king especially want to honor more than me? So Haman said to the king, For whom the king desires to honor? Have them bring royal attire that the king has worn and a horse upon which the king has ridden, one with a royal crown placed on his head. Then let the attire and the horse be given over into the hand of the one the king 
most noble officials, and then let them dress the man whom the king desires to honor, and have him ride on the horse through the city square, and let them proclaim before him, This is what shall be done for the man for whom the king desires to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Hurry, take the attire and the horse as you have said, and do all this for Mordecai the Jew, who sits at the king's gate. Do not omit a single detail of all that you have suggested. So Haman took the garment and the horse and dressed Mordecai and had him ride through the city square and proclaimed before him, This is what shall be done for the, for the man whom the king desires to honor. Mordecai, were king to, sorry, Mordecai returned to the king's gate, but Haman hurried home, despondent and with his head covered. Haman told his wife Zeresh and all his friends everything that happened to him and, the, and his wise men and his wife, Zeresh said to him, If Mordecai, before him who you have begun to fall, is of Jewish descent, you will not prevail against him, but will undoubtedly fall before him. While they were still talking to him, the king's chamberlains arrived, and they hurried to bring Haman to the banquet which Esther had prepared. So the king and Haman came to the feast with Queen Esther. The queen asked Esther again. The king asked Queen... The king asked Esther again on the second day at the wine feast, What is your request, Queen Esther? It shall be granted you. And what is your petition? Even if it be until half the kingdom, it shall be fulfilled. So Queen Esther responded and said, If I have found favor in your eyes, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be granted to me as my request and my people as my petition. For we have been sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain, and to be exterminated. Had, had we been sold as slaves and maidservants, I would have kept quiet, for the adversary is not worthy of the king's damage. Thereupon King Ashuerus exclaimed and said to Queen Esther, Who is this? Where is this one who dared to do so? And Esther said, A man who is an adversary and an enemy. The wick, this wicked Haman. Haman trembled in, in terror before the king and queen. The king rose in his wrath before the wine feast and went into the palace garden where Haman remained to beg Queen Esther for his soul, for he saw that evil had been determined against him by the king. And when the king returned from the palace garden to the hall of the wine feast, Haman had fallen onto the couch upon which Esther was. So the king explained, would he actually assault the queen while I'm in the house? As soon as the king uttered this, they covered Haman's face. Then Harbona, one of the chamberlains in attendance before the king said, Furthermore, the gallows which Haman made for Mordecai, who spoke good for the king, is standing in Haman's house. It is 50 cubits high. And the king said, Hang him on it. So they <laughs> hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai, and the king's anger abated. That very day, King Ashuerus gave the estate of Haman, the enemy of the Jews, to Queen Esther. Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told the king what he was to her, and the king removed his signet ring, which he had taken away from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai, and Esther put it Mordecai in charge of Haman's estate. Esther yet again spoke to the king. She fell at his feet and wept and implored him to avert the evil intention of Haman 
the Agagite, and a scheme that he had plotted against the Jews. The king extended the gold scepter to Esther, and Esther arose and stood before the king. She said, If it pleases the king, and if I have found favor before him, and the proposal seems proper before the king, and, and I be pleasing in his eyes, let it be written to countermand those dispatches. The scheme of Haman, the Hamadatha, the Agite, Agagite, in which he had written to exterminate the Jews who are in all the king's provinces. For how can I bear to witness the disaster which will befall my people? How can I bear to witness the extermination of my kindred? Then King Ashuerit said to Queen Esther and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Haman's estate to Esther, and they have hanged him on the gallows because he sent his hand against the Jews. You may write concerning the Jews whatever is favorable in your eyes in the name of the king and seal it with the king's signet. For the edict which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's signet may not be revoked. So they summoned the king's scribes at that time in the third month, which is the month of Sivan, or Sivan, Savan, Sivan, Sivan. <laughs> I'm sure I'm butchering that one. <laughs> on, on its 23rd day, and it was written as Mordecai had has dictated to the Jews and to the satraps, the governors and officials of the province, provinces from Hodu to Kush, 127 provinces, to each province in its own script and each people in its own language, to the Jews in their own script and language. He wrote in the name of King Ahasuerus and sealed it with the king's signet. He sent dispatches by courier and horseback riders of swift mules bred of mares, to the effect that the king had given permission to the Jews of every city to organize and to defend themselves, to destroy, to slay, and to exterminate every armed force of any people or province that threatened them along with their children and women and to plunder their possessions on one day in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, namely upon the 13th day of the 12th month, that is the month of Adar. Copies of the document were to be promulgated in every province and to be published to all peoples for the Jews to be prepared for that day to avenge themselves on their enemies. The couriers, riders of swift mules, went forth in urgent haste by word of the king, and the edict was distributed in Shushan, the capital. We read this together. Did we Mor do? Yeah. Okay. Mordecai, Mordecai left the king's, king's presence clad in royal apparel of turquoise and white with a large, large gold crown and a robe of fine linen and purple. Then the, the city of Shushan was cheerful and glad. The Jews, the Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor. And in every province, and in every city, every place where the king's word and his decrees reached, the Jews had gladness and joy, a feast and a holiday. Moreover, many, many from among the people of the land professed themselves Jews, for the fear of the Jews had fallen upon them. So we're coming up to a section where it's going to be the... Um I think it's the Ten Sons yes, of Haman, and we have to say it all in one breath. Yes, you do. So we will say that together when we get to that section <laughs> six there. Okay. okay. In the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, on the thirteenth day, when the king's command and edict were about to be enforced, on that day that the enemies of the Jews expected to prevail over them, and it was turned about, the Jews prevailed over their adversaries. The Jews organized themselves in their cities in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, 
to send forth their hand against those who sought their hurt, and no man could stand before them, for fear of them had fallen upon all the peoples. And all the officials of the provinces, the satraps and the governors, and those that conduct the king's affairs, exalted the Jews for the fear of Mordecai had fallen upon them. For Mordecai was now preeminent in the royal palace, and his fame was spreading throughout all the provinces. For the man Mordecai grew increasingly greater, and the Jews struck to all their enemies with the stroke of a sword, slaughtering and annihilating. They treated their enemies as they pleased. In Shushan, the capital, the Jews slew and annihilated 500 men, and, and Parshadantha, Parshadasa, and Dalphon, and Alsfatha, and Porthatha, and Adalia, and Ardaratha, and Parmashtha, and Arsai, and Ardai, and Vasada. Sons of Haman, son of Hamadatha, the Jews' enemy, and they did not lay their hands on the spoils. That, that same day, the number of those killed in Shushan the capital was reported to the king. The king said to Queen Esther, In Shushan the capital, the Jews have slain and annihilated 500 men, as well as the ten sons of Haman. What, what, have, what have they done in the rest of the king's provinces? What is your request now? It shall be granted you. It shall be granted you. What is your petition further? It shall be fulfilled. Esther replied, If it pleases the king, let tomorrow also be given to the Jews who are in Shushan to act as they did today, and let Haman's t- uh, ten sons be hanged on the gallows. The king ordered this to be done, and a decree was distributed in Shushan, and they hanged Haman's ten sons. The Jews that were in Shushan assembled again on the fourteenth day in the month of Adar and slew three hundred men in Shushan. But they did not lay their hands on the spoils. The rest of the Jews that were in the king's provinces assembled and defended themselves, gaining relief from their foes, slaying 75,000 of their enemies. But they did not lay their hands on the spoils on the 13th day of the month of Adar. And they gained relief on its 14th day, making it a a day of feasting and gladness. But But the Jews that were in Shushan assembled on both its 13th and its 14th, and they gained relief on its 15th, making it a day, making the 15th, making it a day of feasting and gladness. Therefore, Jewish villagers who lived in unwalled towns celebrate the 14th day of the month of Adar as an an occasion of gladness, feasting and festival, and for sending delicacies, delicacies to one another. Mordecai recorded these events and sent letters to all the Jews who were in all the provinces of King Ahuerus, the near ones and the distant ones, charging them to observe annually the 14th day of the month of Adar and the 15th day as the day on which the Jews gained relief from their enemies and the month which had been turned about for them from one of sorrow to gladness and from mourning to festival, to observe them as days of feasting and gladness and to declare delicacies to one another by sending delicacies to one another and gifts to the poor. The Jews undertook to continue that which they had begun, just as Mordecai had prescribed to them. So that is where Shalagmano starts. That's right, right. and the sweetness, yes. For Haman, son of Hamadatha, the Agite, enemy of all the Jews, had plotted to annihilate the Jews and cast a pur, P-U-R, that is, the lot, to terrify and to annihilate them. But when she appeared before the king, he commanded by means of letters that Haman, wicked scheme, which had devised 
against the Jews should recoil on its own head, and they hanged him and his sons on the gallows. Therefore, they call these days Purim from the word Pur. P-U-R-I-M from the word Pur, P-U-R. Therefore, because of all that was written in this letter, because of what they did, what they had seen concerning this and what had happened to them, the Jews confirmed and undertook upon themselves and upon their posterity and upon all who might join them without fail to observe these two days in the prescribed manner in their proper time each year. And these days should be remembered and celebrated by every generation, every family, every province, and every city. And these days of Purim should never cease among the Jews, nor shall their remembrance perish from their descendants. Then Queen Esther, daughter of Abigail, wrote, along with Mordecai the Jew, with full authority to ratify their second letter of Purim, dispatches were sent to all the Jews to the 127 provinces of the kingdom of Ahasuerus, and with words of peace and truth, and to establish these days of Purim on their proper dates, just as Mordecai the Jew and Queen Esther had enjoined them, and they had confirmed upon themselves and their posterity the matter of the feasts, the fasts, and their lamentations, Esther's ordinance confirmed these regulations for Purim, and it was recorded in the book. King Ahasuerus levied a tax on the mainland and the islands of the sea. All his mighty and powerful acts and the account of the greatness of Mordecai, whom the king had promoted, are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia. We read this together. For Mordecai Mordecai the the Jew was viceroy to the king of Shuerus. He He was was a great man among the Jews and found favor with the multitude of his brethren. So he sought the good of his people and spoke for the welfare of all his seed. Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who takes takes upon our grievance, judges, and our claim. Avenges our wrong, who brings, brings just, just retribution upon all enemies of our soul, and exacts vengeance for us from all our foes. Blessed are you, Hashem, who exacts vengeance for his people Israel from all their foes, the God who brings salvation. Very good. Amen. Whole, yeah. Amen. It's very good. It was a good story. Now, there is a whole other prayer, but we're not going to do that one. No. So I do have a question that maybe okay. someone can answer. So we don't celebrate, um, we don't, we're not supposed to celebrate when people are killed, right? Even if we're avenging them, don't we? We don't celebrate after we, uh, in Passover, when we kill those. The, when, the, when the Egyptians, Egyptians die in the, in the sea. Right, we're supposed to feel sad, but how come we're celebrating this? Well, I think if you draw the same parallel from uh, the, the Passover and the killing of the sea, I think God said that these are all my children. Don't make light of it. Don't, you know, celebrate that, you know, these are all my children. They're all made in my image, even though they were bad. You know, they were bad, you know. So I guess you'd probably have to say the same thing. You're not supposed to celebrate. I think they're celebrating that they lived more than they were Celebrating that they killed other people. Killed other people. Yeah. Well, this has been another exciting and interesting version of Let There Be Light, the American Israelite podcast. And um, so next, I think now, you know, in Shloshim, we're starting to come, you know, I've come out of Shiva. I'm now in Shloshim. Things are starting to come back to normal, even though my beard is itching like crazy. 
Uh, I like have to itch it like constantly. It's kind of scratchy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Itchy, scratchy. Um, so, but we're we'll start the program. We'll start going back to somewhat normal. And, and we'll put know. back in the interviews that we have yes, taped, yes, and yes. we will stick them in. We have we have Jay Schiffman, who's going to be talking about addiction and mental illness and ending the stigma. And we will have Mrs. Moss, who will be talking about her volunteerism. And, and coming, coming, she came to America from Israel right. and never left. Never left. Fell in love, never since, left. Yeah. Has her beautiful okay. children here. Yeah, yeah. And um, we look forward to next week having Ray Warren on to talk about his volunteering in Israel. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for coming. Today is the uh, 23rd, mm-hmm. the 24th of February. It's mm-hmm. Wednesday, but tomorrow is the 25th. It is the 13th of Adar tomorrow. It is Purim. We wish you all a happy Purim. Everyone should have a wonderful, happy Purim. And uh, um, and it's, give gifts. Don't forget to give, give gifts. gifts yeah, give gifts, give charity. Yeah, and, and tzedakah. Give charity, too. Yeah. And make sure you eat some hummantashen. Mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. Yeah, so you just got a big order from Mark's Bagels. <laughs> yes, and then we're going to also try the ones from Matt's. Um, yeah, they yeah. still have $35 free if you ship. We'll have to have like a, a free shipping if you order thirty five dollars. <laughs> we should have like a hamantash and bake off, a tasting, yeah. hamantash and taste off. And and yeah, uh, yeah. and we wish you all a, a good Happy, week, yeah. a good Happy, week. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. That's it. Bye bye. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam Ha'el. Harav et rivenu, vehadan et dinenu, vehanokem et nikmatenu, vehamashalem gemul, lechol oyevenavshenu, vehanifralanu mitzarenu, baruch ata adonai. Ha'el ha'nifra le'amo Yisrael mikol tzarehem ha'el ha'moshiyah.